welcome back to On the Outskirts. With me, Sophia Rosemary and Alice Catherine. I feel like we had such a big gap between the last recording and now I'm like oh you again saw you last week yeah we were a bit rusty weren't we on that last one I think <sighs> our um producer had a lot of editing to do on that <laughs> one there was a lot of pauses and back and forth but yeah it feels good to be back recording I think doesn't it yeah it does it's it's crazy how quickly you get back into the swing of things yeah I think well hope so <laughs> blowing our own trumpet there a little bit um so what have you done in the last seven days since I last saw you um, well, we've had another crazy heat wave, haven't we? Um, it was absolute. I feel like all we're going to do is moan about the weather on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we should basically Typical change grits. the name of our podcast to Weathergate. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was about 30-odd degrees in Manchester, wasn't it? And yeah. then in London, I think it got up to almost 40. Has it now been recorded as the hottest day I ever? so, yeah. In the UK, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even temperatures like in Paris, it was insane. I was looking yeah. at the weather, and it's just—it's not built for that sort of heat, is it? Really? No. And I feel like everybody who's not from a cooler place thinks all oh, all we do is moan about the weather. But we don't have nowhere has aircon and stuff, does it? So no aircon, and all the trains were cancelled. Mm. It was just pandemonium, and we both <clears throat> foolishly went and got our hair cut on that day as well. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> First what? world problems, yeah, that was not, that was not... I mean, we didn't pre-plan it. No. But there was bits of hair stuck to my face, it was just... It's not what you want when you leave the No, sun, really? the seats are pleather, so I was a little bit scared <laughs> to get up afterwards. Like... Just a puddle, <laughs> sweat, yeah. Um, yeah, wow. And then followed by what I can only describe as biblical rain a few days later. Oh my, well, we pay for it, don't we? As soon as we have a hot day, we always have. There was a crazy thunderstorm as well. Yeah. That woke me up at about two o'clock in the morning. And because it was so hot, we had all the windows open. And all the rain was just pissing through the windows. It was coming in over all, this, all the stuff that was in the living room. And we had, I've got, like, speakers near the window as well. And I was, so oh, I had to get up and I was it. just like, ah, closing all these windows. Um, it's quite cosy, though, when you're in bed. And yeah, it's like, oh. I do like the thunderstorm. But it was the first time I've ever seen the lightning light up the bedroom like that. Yeah, that's quite scary. That's quite scary. Yeah, because you're high up as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pep is terrified of thunder. Oh, and most animals are, though, aren't they? Well, some are fine, but Pep's just a bit of a wimp. He, he like, proper quivers. Oh. And you have to. It's kind of cute, and I'm all for doing this. You have to wrap them up in a duvet. Oh, ah! my God. That's so cute. Was oh, that no. to muffle the sound? Muffle or? the sound, and so they feel like they're in, like, a safe place. Just have to smuffle them. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I would make up. Like, you have to cuddle them really, really hard. All the animals of the world. Um, yes, yeah, so we have had crazy weather, which you're all well aware of, because you probably all experienced it too. Aside from that, with standing the heat and the rain, what have you been up to? I'd like to say something exciting, but um, not really. I mean, I went to see The Lion King. Oh, um, yeah. That was cute. I don't, really, I don't really know what to expect, and at first it was a bit strange because it's almost like watching an, an Attenborough documentary, Yeah. but where they all talk, and it sometimes freaks me out when they don't look like The warthog's really ugly, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he just Timo, looks how Pumba? Pumba, Pumba, yeah. Although Baby Pumba was really cute. Also lifelike, but cute. Very, very cute, yeah. like Baby like little, anything. It's like a little micro pig. It's very cute. Yeah, that is cute. Did you cry? I didn't, but probably because I've seen it so many times. Right. Um, I did tear up a few times. It's just that... Okay. It's, I'll tell you what it is for me. It's the moment where he lifts up his dad's paw. Oh, And he don't. puts himself underneath it. Don't. Even just talking about it now is like... <laughs> I don't know how anyone survived that as a child because if I think about it now, it it's makes traumatic. Uh, it's traumatic. Yeah. yeah. So, what was your verdict? It was really good. I don't. I didn't find Scar as scary as he was in the um, OG the original. Yeah. Um, but it, it was really good. But they just kind of copied it screen from screen. What, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not screen. Oh, uh, yeah. No, scene I know from what you, scene. Yeah. They'd, they'd really, um, especially the opening bit. Um, you know, with the Elton John. Circle of Life. He's redone Montage it, hasn't he? Thing at the beginning. As Did well. he redo it as well? Yeah, he's done. I'm so sure he's redone a couple of the songs because um, Radio Two's played them as well. They were interviewing uh, what's his chops, uh, Pumba, Seth Rogen. Yeah, and every little bit of it is CGI. 
really? So, because a couple of people thought the background was, like, real life. Real, yeah. yeah, but... It does look very, very real. It did take me about half an hour to get into it. And especially because the songs are a bit more, um, soulful, shall yeah, we say? I knew you were going to say that. Like, they, they kind of... Some of it cringed me out a little bit, but it was good. Beyonce was really good um, as Nala. Yeah, it was really nice. What's not to like? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and um, yeah, you kind of—it's like a new and improved version of something which is already great. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Any exciting things to share? So I also went to the cinema. Mm-hmm. Little cinema goers that we are. Um, I went to go and see yesterday, which is the is, is that, that one. Where the Beatles don't exist. Yeah, right. so it's yeah. Danny Boyle, so Slumdog Millionaire, all that jazz. And the concept is, this guy is a struggling musician, crazy thunderstorm that basically <clears throat> wipes the Beatles off the face of the earth, and only he then remembers the Beatles. And he's stuck between this moral conundrum of, does he share the music with the world and reap the benefits, or does he just keep it to himself? I was absolutely buzzing to see this film. It's one of those kind of thoughts that I think everyone's had at some point. Like, oh God, what would we do if the Beatles didn't exist? Like, well, I remember this... seeing the trailer and thinking, wow, that's such a cool concept yeah. for a film. But then thinking, God, it's so cheesy. And that it had Ed Sheeran in it. And then Wait, nothing against yeah. Ed Sheeran, but I no. saw that it was a Danny Boyle movie. And I was like, eh? what's... <laughs> yeah, it's just so confusing. Yeah. I read him... Um, because so basically, um, I was really disappointed. Oh. Yeah, and namely, no offense to Ed Sheeran, but you've got a whole catalogue of Beatles songs, and yet some of his own music was still used in the soundtrack. And it's like, it's eh? like when they put him in the last Bridget Jones, and it's almost like, come on, it just all went a bit cheesy. Yeah, and that's and what I thought about this one. I just thought it's a bit. He's obviously trying something new, isn't he? But which is great. But I mean, can he not try it with a Beatles film? I just don't know. I just thought, well, what a what a weird. Th- and he was in it a lot. Like he's part. He's like a main character. No um, and I was dead confused afterwards because I thought, oh, like I was disappointed that I was disappointed. Mm. So I read a few reviews online, and one that I thought perfectly summed it up was someone had said it's a waste of a really good concept. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was such a different idea for a film. You could have made it really cool. Yeah. It was just... Like, it even... Do you know, like, with a lot of these musical biopics at the minute, uh, like Rocketman and mm. Bohemian Rhapsody, you go away and you really want to listen to all the songs again and you, like, you re-love them. Like, you learn to love the bands or the musicians again. Whereas, yeah, this, I just kind of was like, I can't listen to back in the ussr one more time yeah it's a it's it's a weird time isn't it it is a bit like we're just digging up old material and trying to make it better but it's doesn't really need to be messed yeah speaking of which what did you think about the cats trailer that everybody's been freaking out about just nearly i think you're either either love it or you hate it and i'm in the uh, heroin isn't it disgusting um (laughs) I reckon should not be allowed. <laughs> it's so it, again makes me feel very confused because I should love it on paper. It's mm. got Taylor Swift in it, and it's a yeah. it's cats. Yeah, it's got some great people. Oh there. yeah, musicals um, though, no, not really my bag. Yeah, we actually when we were really little, me and my sister, well, my dad took me and my sisters to go and see Cats, um, the musical at Palace Theatre in Manchester, <laughs> and they come out into the audience, but they're mm. pretty. Terrifying, and me and my sister Stephanie were just like absolute hysterics, like get away. Because it's not like they've just got like a cat costume on; it's like they're a human human cat. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very weird hybrid. No one needs. Um, I think when it comes out, we'll all get into the swing of it. It's just because we're seeing these screenshots and it. None of it's making sense. I mean, I don't know (laughs) if I'm going to pay actual money to go and see it, but maybe I'll watch it when it comes out. Well. Yeah. I don't know. Haunt us in our sleep. I'm excited to see the new Tarantino film when that comes out. I think it's out in America yes. now, isn't it? So once there's time, been a one, few... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. There's been a few reviews that have been like seeping out online and stuff. I've heard mixed things so far, actually. A lot of people saying they're a bit disappointed with it. No way. Why? Um, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, I read somebody on Twitter wrote that it, he depicted era and time um, as an excuse to just show violence towards women on screen for a couple of hours or something but that was just one review there oh wow but i mean i think with tarantino now you kind of expect certain things i don't know i never go into it thinking like it's going to be a hundred percent like 
he's so hit and miss, isn't yeah. he? Like it's it's so bizarre because he's such a genius with his um, cinematography and yeah. uh, he's definitely he's got a signature style, hasn't he? Mm. Um, and then there's just a, a few wild cards that he's made um, that I've just been a bit naff yeah. that don't quite hit the mark. Yeah. Um, I hope this one does. I think sometimes might be a bit of a controversial opinion, but with some movies and like some things, I just think it's about that just experience in the cinema of just watching a movie and yeah. having fun and then not really thinking about it afterwards too yeah. much. Because I think if you go in with that mindset, you're just going to come out and hate most movies. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think we try and we want things to be um, political statements almost now. And I just think. I don't know. There was a lot of things going on at that time that were problematic. You know, yeah. obviously he's covering the whole Charles Manson thing as well, so it's always going to be controversial. Yeah. But right on my street, I don't know. With him, I just I'm there for the aesthetic. Really, might be a yeah. bit naive, but I just want to get sucked into something and forget. No, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Do you know who I feel like that about? Well, certainly her old stuff, Sofia Coppola. Yeah, her films aren't riveting. No, but I watch them because they. She's very so good at creating yeah, and Same with Wes Anderson, though, because some of his are hit and miss, but then just his character development and, like you say, the way he can create an aesthetic, almost like that's enough for me to enjoy the film yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But Without... then he's very clever with his writing as well, isn't he? Like, oh, yeah, he's, fu- um, he's comical funny, in, a, yeah. in a really, in a way which no one else is. Yeah, and I think they're kind of the same as Tarantino, as controversial as he can be, I think. Because yeah, he's funny as well. He's, yeah, he's got that way of sort of showing extreme violence, but you're then willing it on in a weird way. Yeah, no, his dialogue and like screenplay, especially the chemistry that he seems to create between two characters, is like, <clears throat> yeah, there's something really funny about yeah. it and it's really addictive to watch. I'm excited to see um, what Lena Dunham's character's like in it as well, because she plays one of the um, Manson girls. And she was, was a Manson girl. <clears throat> she was putting um, <laughs> some behind-the-scenes stories on her um, Instagram stories the other day, and it was really interesting, saying that um, she was talking about the makeup and stuff. She wore, like, the same dress the whole time, but every morning she'd get sprayed with dirt and stuff, and she just did, like, a few different behind-the-scenes things about the process, so it was quite interesting. Ah, right um, up my street. I actually watched a documentary on Sharon Tate the other day. Did you? It was part of this, like, it was on, like, Sky Arts or something, mm. and it was, like, it was a series on people who died sort of before their time. Mm. And um, I noticed that there was one on Sharon Tate, and I thought that was quite unusual because she's not really covered that much. She's, she's not really celebrated um, because she was a, she was only a sort of an up-and-coming actress, wasn't she, at the time? Um, and also, I just find her, her life was a bit of a mystery. Like, it was such a bizarre one. It was really interesting. Yeah, I was listening to um, Margot Robbie talk about... Um, I watched a few of, like, the press tour interviews. Margot Robbie was saying that there's a scene where she... Sharon Tate goes to the cinema to watch one of her one of her own films because um, at that time she was just like a rising star. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit where she puts her feet up on the um, cinema chair in front of her, and her feet are like dirty or something like that. And she was like, "Yeah, I didn't know whether to do it. Whether you know, it was sort of you know because she was very much seen as a lot of them, a lot of kind of starlets are of that era is like quite glamorous and sophisticated and stuff. But she was like, yeah, just, I didn't know it was, it was kind of a bit of a push and pull whether, whether she was going to do it or not. But then she wanted it to feel like this like real yeah. character as well and sort of portray the really like fun side to her and just yeah. the human side to her. Yeah. I think cause it was funny cause when, well, it wasn't funny, it was really tragic, but when she died, um, it all then came out about her and Roman Polanski's relationship mm. and it was supposed to all be a bit, um, a bit hit and miss and mm. a bit, they had a really odd relationship. He openly admitted to cheating on a load. Yeah. Um, but he's a funny character. Is, 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 does someone play Roman Polanski now? I'm sure they must, surely. I'm not sure. I've not seen anyone. No, they've not really. There's not really been many trailers or things. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it though. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, do you have anything else planned? Anything exciting you'd like to bring to the drawing board? Not really. Um, I've just been in a bit of a in between phase at the minute. Really, I'm just sort of chipping away at work, and then um, is what it I'm is. At, yeah, I've been at home for the first time in a few weeks, so it's just been nice to sort of kind of get back into the routine of being at home and yeah i want to get back to the gym soon as well because i'm just starting to get to that point now i had pretty much the whole of june and july off 
so now I'm just starting to feel like a potato again. And I'm just like, I need to do something that just... You were so in the rhythm of it I as was, well. yeah. Um, and I do really love it. But it's just so expensive as well to keep up with PT yeah. sessions and stuff. So I might go back to maybe having one a week and then also just join in a gym or a few classes somewhere maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to mix it up a bit, I think. Um, yeah, keep it interesting and not yeah. make it feel like a... I started doing an, a bit of effort. yoga at home, but I just... Oh, nice. It's, it's quite... Um, difficult to stick to and I feel like with yoga I have to be calm before I do it and that never happens <laughs> why don't you meditate a bit beforehand real yeah. yogi vibes I just don't know if I'm a very good meditator um I used to go to meditations at the Buddhist Centre in yeah, Manchester I, you saying. Um, I really enjoyed it I can't picture you doing that I don't know why it just doesn't seem like something that you would do now I think I was at a really weird <laughs> place in my life I was like I was I like heartbroken at the time and I was like please something made me feel better so yeah I think um, meditation was like a last ditch attempt but do you know what it actually was very cathartic I, I want to try new things each year and just you know I'm hoping that something will stick but you know I'm yeah old and oh, not many things are sticking <laughs> but I just I, I just don't like organized exercise it's just yeah. something about it where I'm just like running on a treadmill I just think you're just like a little hamster and it's just like yeah it's a bit mundane and yeah. a bit yeah it just goes round in circles my friend um Emma, she's amazing at yoga, and she does it all on her own at, at her house. And I always think, how, like, how do you know what to do next? Is that really naive? There's loads of great channels on YouTube that are really, really good. Okay. One of them is one of the big ones, Yoga with Adrian, I think. It's okay. one of the ones that a lot of people reference, and she does, like, a different things where it's, like, 30 day, and it's one video a day or something like that. So those ones are really good because you've got an incentive to do yeah. something each day. And I did try a few of hers, and the, the, she does kind of start you off quite slow, and it's more just about holding the movements for a long time, which, yeah. which is good because you don't get really sweaty, but you can tell after that you've had a workout because it's, I don't know, it's quite a nice way to... Yeah. Quite a nice way to start your morning anyway, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. So I've got quite a bit of space on my living room floor, so... Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I would just put yoga. it... And then, yeah. Well, I think that's kind of a nice plan. I'd, I'd, I'd love to just be someone that's um, just yoga every morning. And that's I know. really good to know, but I just, Sounds I'm cool, just like, doesn't it? Yeah, I've got the grace of like a baby elephant, so... We did, <laughs> oh, we tried yoga once, didn't we? We went on a press trip oh, to ride. Yeah. And, um... I I don't own any exercise clothes, so I turned up for this yoga session on the beach, which sounds beautiful, in my pyjamas. We had pyjama bottoms. I know. And, uh, oh. It's no wonder we never get invited back. No, <laughs> no. We had our pyjama bottoms on. Uh, Liv Purvis was between us, wasn't she, with yeah. also something questionable, questionable on, I think. I kept my I shades we all on. Just, yeah, you kept your shades on. I think I just gave up at one point and was just sat at the back. And then there was people vlogging it. So we would have just we been were really the great row. at it, and yeah. we were in the background of their videos, definitely ruining their aesthetic. But I don't know, we're just not the matching gym. <laughs> we're not the matching gym wear girls, you know, are we? Just back. Yeah. I was just like, no, no please. Um, I'm going to New York next week. I'm so excited for you. Sorry, I just wanted to. It's stormy apparently when we're there, though. It might change, though. I mean, it's changing day to day, isn't it? So better change. Stormy and rainy, or just. Stormy on one of the days, rainy on another. Mm. But I think I was saying this to you before, a lot of the things that you do in cities, they're kind of indoors anyway, or you'll be yeah. in and out a lot. And it's going to be hot anyway, it's still yeah. in the 30s, so mm. maybe a little bit of rain would be welcome. Yeah, you'll be glad of it, I think. Don't know what my hair's going to look like by the end of it, though. I mean, you're going to be in New York, you'll have a good time, whatever you do, I think. Yeah. Um, have you got anything on your agenda for when you get there? So I have never, so I've only ever been to New York once and we stayed in Brooklyn, which was amazing. Um, but So I actually didn't get to see that much of Manhattan. Like we did one trip and mm. uh, I made a beeline to go and um, visit the John Lennon Imagine Memorial, pay my respects. It was his birthday when I was there last oh, and nice. I had no idea. Um, and we walked to it and there was just loads of people playing songs oh, it was a bit emotional actually there was a lot of imagine. people like, crying and stuff yeah it was crazy yeah I would have been one of those guys mm, it was really nice um, so yeah we're going to do a lot of the touristy stuff yeah um, which I'm really really looking forward to because I think you've got to go you've got to be a tourist in every city at least once haven't you yeah are you going to go and do the, um, is it the Stratton Island, the ferry tour thing where you go and see the Statue of Liberty? Well, I'm can... saying this to Joe. I mean, can I just get some binoculars and look at it from shore? Or Yeah. Um, 
I'll, I'll say, also say that Sam was the one who suggested that for our trip, and I could have taken it or leaving that. Time. Yeah. I mean, just, I didn't really need to be that close to it and see it. I understand that it's like a big, I don't know, I'm not really into monu- visiting monuments. Not me Do, I think it just person. really de- <laughs> depends. It depends what it is, yeah, and it's like, it's kind of one of those things where you, you see it or you can maybe sail past it. I wouldn't, wouldn't have minded, <laughs> but I didn't need to go and walk around for 40 minutes. And uh, yeah, this is it. I don't, this is what I was saying to Joe. It's a, a so huge miserable. chunk of our day. <laughs> and also, New York is so vast and the buildings are so high that in comparison, the Statue of Liberty's diddy, isn't it? It's mm. really small. And I think that's... I don't want to say underwhelming it's a beautiful statue but yeah i just don't know if it's high up there i will say that with that we got ripped off some people came up to us and were selling us tickets we got close to it we were walking down to the port bit where you go and get on the ferry and stuff and somebody sold us tickets and they weren't valid tickets so no. i will say just like keep your wits about you with that because no way we, we lost like um joe pointed out each something really great though um so near the port mm is um, a, a park where you can hand-feed squirrels. Oh, my people. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what I needed to tell you. I mean, I'll, I'll do it vicariously yes. for you. You'll be there with me in spirit. I need, like, live Instagram story action of this, please. I love it how I'm going to New York and it's those... It's someone else suggested there's um, this park where it's, like, strictly dog-walking... It's a dog-walking park and you can go and, like, look at all the dogs... I love it how these are the things being suggested to me because it's like, you Have know you been, me. Did you go to um, Central Park? Yeah, because I went to the John Lennon. Yes, But yeah, only yeah. on... It's, it's kind of on the outskirts, isn't it? So on I didn't the outskirts, go in. yeah, but they had... If it's sunny, there's a bit where you can... There's a big lake thing and yeah. people had boats out on it. Um, we didn't get a chance to do it because I think it was so hot when we went that it was so busy. But I would have loved to go back and do that. Because we we kind of walked around the park a bit, but it's so big that you just Huge. you can spend all day there. And then if you walk through the park, you can get to the um, to the Met Museum. So that's like good to nail in an afternoon. Cause yeah, you walk through that's and then good. Yeah, I think we are going to go to the museum as well. The Met Museum is beautiful. Um, they're the things I love. Yeah. Being a culture vulture. Yeah. Um, and some museums you go to and you're like, mm. whereas the Met Museum, I was like, wow, yeah. it's just yes, yeah, so yeah. impressive, really, really good. So, yeah, so we're going to play it a bit by ear. Um, but got any just do the shopping top... planned? Going to go to a couple of the vintage shops, mm-hmm. obviously. Love my vintage. Um, but not really. Like, I'm going to, I mean, I feel like a lot of the big American brands now you can buy online yeah, gladly. this is the thing, isn't it? You used to, I remember watching vlogs of people going years ago and it was all the beauty brands that you couldn't get yeah. that people would pick up and things like that. But now you can get everything. Yeah, you can. Anywhere, everywhere, can't so you? So I'd rather dedicate my time to actually just being a bit of a, just a tourist. Just actual experiences, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really, really excited though. So when this comes out, I'll actually be in New York. So mm. then when we record the next one, yeah, I'll uh, probably be gushing about it. There's a really good, um, what's the famous jazz club called? Uh, jazz bar. Um, we didn't get a chance to go to it. Is it Blue something? Oh, I don't know. That's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of the one that's in Marvelous Miss Maisel. What's that one called? The Slipper Room or the Slipper Club in Greenwich Village. Oh no, I think this one's got blue in the name. I hope there's no um, New Yorkers who listen to this because they'll just probably be rolling their eyes at us. Shut up! (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's all it's all really exciting to us, though, isn't it? It's just such a fun, different city, and it's just it is just like the city that never sleeps, isn't it? You can walk around any time, and there's always something going on. Blue Note, that's what it's called, I wanted to tell you. Nice. It's a very I'm famous so, I could tell that I you were like, it, yeah, yeah, I want to talk about it. Because this. I didn't get to go, and my dad's like, my dad, when we went, my dad was like, you've got to go to this place and get me a beer mat. So what's the what? Blue Note Jazz Club. It's just meant to be amazing. Okay, I might suggest that to, to Joe. And then let me know. Oh, so New York's such a with. jazzy place yeah. as well, isn't it? I'm going to come back with like a beret a and, like, and like, pretend I'm like a beatnik. <laughs> um, shall we crack on with this week's subject? Yes, let's. This week's subject is a bit of a meaty one. It's very relevant, which none of our others, they're relevant, but they're kind of the general subjects, whereas this one is more of a... It's unfolding, isn't it, as yes. we speak? Um, we thought we would talk about Instagram validation today, and in, to be more specific, the uh, current possibility of the removal of the likes feature. That dun, was, that was dun, such dun. a long, wordy way of saying what I wanted to say then. <laughs> it actually um, was a little bit, but I liked it. 
but yeah, Instagram, many of you will have probably heard. Um, or many of you might be in the countries where they're actually yeah. already trialling this. Yeah. Because there's six countries, isn't there, where they're trialling it? Yeah. Um, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Ireland, Italy, Japan, and New Zealand, apparently. Thanks. I don't know if that's expanded or will be expanding when this podcast comes out. But yeah, they're trialling it basically um, to remove the likes feature, which they're saying is backed by um, wanting to improve yeah. mental health. Because um, obviously social media has been proven to have a... Adverse effect on... The- pressures of society and making you feel like you're not good enough or like you have to live up to a certain image and I guess if there was an alien coming down to earth and we had to explain what the crack is that's going on it would be that Instagram is going to make it so you put up your pictures and there's no validation of them doing well or not well I'm saying that in inverted comments just be like go back go back me so we want to kind of discuss this subject and kind of well, yeah, we'll see where it takes us I mean I guess in a selfish way it's, it's relevant for us to talk about because a huge part of our job comes down to statistics and likes and you know things that we have to feed back to brands yeah. but so maybe it would be good to us to explain that side of it as well because yeah. I've seen quite a few discussions on this subject um, on la- uh, not online on, on the television I don't know I said television really weird then <laughs> um, and I think sometimes it's I can see when they say it's for you know mental health and just making people feel generally better about themselves you kind of think well what's the problem mm-hmm. so I think it's quite nice um for a small business to put it across from their perspective which is what we effectively are a small business yeah I mean there's just I think a lot of people um don't really believe the whole mental health avenue that they claim to be coming from because this is also a platform that's owned by Facebook that have done a lot of questionable things as well yes so I mean on one hand I think it will be helpful but then on the other hand I think we've both kind of agreed that it could create a whole new era of of issues and set of problems yeah yeah. our initial thoughts uh when we heard about the the news (laughs) when the news (laughs) broke (laughs) when the news broke worldwide such riveting news um I'm not going to lie, I had an initial kind of, like a, because just because it's such a, I mean, that's what Instagram's always been yeah, based around it's, is. It's a culture, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there has been for years that cult sort of, I mean, people are addicted, they've, they've said that they've created it as to be addictive, haven't they? And it's proven yeah. to be as, as addictive as like drugs can be for people and things yeah. like that. Like, it's that whole double tapping thing is just so ingrained in us now. Yeah. And I think... Have you ever been guilty of double tapping on something that isn't double tappable? Wow, that was a sentence like on... Um... Oh, like on a different app? <laughs> yeah, because I know I have oh, I double tap things. I just don't even know I'm doing it. And then you end up zooming a... in on someone's face and dead like, ah, just an anyway. zombie. <laughs> yeah, it is addictive. Um, and I'd, I'd agree with you. I definitely think at first I was a bit like, whoa, okay, this it threw me off guard a little bit. I think it's just because we're so at the mercy of these changes in technology anyway with the job that we do. Yeah. And we always have to just be willing to change everything that we do in a new direction as and when these changes sort of unfold, which can be tricky and frustrating because sometimes the changes will work in your favour and then other times they'll completely just screw you over. Completely. Um, But, I mean, that's just the fragility of what we do and it's also just kind of part of the package really I, th- I think yeah you are using a um a program which you have no control over yeah. no say it's someone else's business and you're you're cultivating a business from their business yeah. so it comes with the territory I guess I've got to say I did when I heard about this trial there was a bit of I had a bit of cynicism cynicism to me because there'd been you know the whole changing of algorithm Mm -hmm. um changing of order of pictures so they're not in chronological order anymore and there was that part of me that thought oh well is it really going to change things that much but then in hindsight I look back on those things and I'm like well actually yeah those things did really change everything like engagement dropped and I know my engagement um especially has dropped and I don't receive half the amount of engagement that I used to um 
but I just think it's we're so overwhelmed there's so many content creators influencers businesses now that are all using this app and it's it is just a lot it's a beast it's a beast yeah it's a huge beast um you've I'm sure there was you sent me over a few stats before we started recording um, and there's one about how many businesses there are that actually use Instagram as a platform. Twenty five million, I believe. Yeah. Twenty five million Instagram businesses. That's business a lot. profiles, but only two million of them currently advertise on a monthly basis. So use the at the spot the sponsored post yeah. option. because um, I said that to you, didn't I? We were talking about it in uh a couple of texts and I was saying ever trying to be the positive one I was saying there's so many businesses that thrive off Instagram surely they couldn't reformat it um, that much to be a detriment to those businesses because they're a big part of Instagram's custom so if businesses don't get revenue off Instagram anymore then surely we'll all be looking for some other platform to do that on I, I, I well, don't the, know the issue the thing for me is that for us our, a lot of our income revolves around us being able to put statistics together for brands that will email us privately yeah so we will still be able to see I think it's important to say as well that you'll still be able to see your own likes yeah and, and you all can your access them and all your well. stats and stuff but you the people who are viewing your profile from the outside won't be able to see no um so it will say alice and others and like others, your yeah. post yeah, and yeah. then they'll still be able to click on it and see the list of everyone who's liked it yeah um but it just won't give them an actual number yeah so it's not as i guess it's not as in your face as it is now sort of thing yeah but for, for businesses say like um somebody who owns an independent boutique or something like that i feel like they will struggle more with it because as far as I know, I mean, I should be more clued up on the technical side of Instagram than I am, but I'm not. Me <laughs> um, But likes help a post travel. Oh, so yeah. So if you get a certain amount of likes within the first few minutes, your post will travel or it'll get on the Explore page, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if they remove that, what chance do small business yeah. owners have? Because they don't rely on stats and stuff, really. And because they're not getting their money from an outward source. They're relying on the customer that's That's using, already, yeah. yeah, that's already so there. That's, that was my kind of... And wasn't Instagram's argument for changing the algorithm and um, making people's feeds non-chronological was that, oh, well, it should all be about the posts you've liked will then, you know, we'll we'll sort of reconfigure Mm. all other similar posts and make sure you're viewing them. That was kind of their argument to changing the algorithm. So if they're now taking away the likes, then which will ultimately change the culture of how much you're encouraged to like things, then I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit confused. Where we're going with this. They've also said that they're thinking it will bring back the creative element, which was why Instagram had such a few, a huge, um, will gain such a huge following, huge following. <laughs> oh, this coffee. Um, to begin with, <laughs> so, you know, so people, you might start seeing a change in people's, what people are actually posting because yeah. they're caring less about the likes maybe, but I don't know. I mean, the way it is now, I post what I would post, whether yeah. that was there or not. So. Yeah, I think that's incredibly idealistic of them because the culture has changed. It's a bit patronising yeah. as well. I feel like they're just trying to give us these. Yeah, because that's all very well and good. Um, you know, they want it to go back to their roots, which I'm kind of saying whilst rolling my eyes a little bit. But fundamentally, there are a lot of people out there, us included, where, you know, our value as mm. a business, it, it, a lot of it, rides on the stats such as likes so yeah okay maybe it will encourage people to be more creative with their posts but for businesses it fundamentally doesn't change I mean and that's the same as big businesses like even you know monster fashion houses like you know things like Topshop and stuff they will rely on stats and stuff as well but it's just because we are like one single person yeah that it does have that sort of bigger hit on your kind of mental health as well because it's hard not to take things personally when you are the face of your business essentially which leads me nicely on to this next question do you see it having a positive or lasting effect on mental health or do you think it's just a way of them wrapping it up as Um, something that's meant to be nice for us (laughs) I understand what they're saying and I think you know for uh, younger Instagram uh, users, mm-hmm. I can understand where that those social pressures come from. As much as your following will be a pressure, I'm sure when you're younger. So that's a point yeah. to raise right there. But I do think it helps a very one-sided 
part of mental health issues because then there is the other part such as small businesses who are now worrying that oh my god they won't get the same revenue they used to they won't reach a a whole new audience Mm. so it's kind of like Instagram is such a huge beast there's so many different demographics and there's so many different ways of using it that I just can't help but think that there's too many ways Instagram can affect anyone's mental health Mm. and for all different reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I think they're taking just away one very obvious thing that probably would have the least impact. I don't know. I mean, when I think of things that negatively impact social media, I think of trolling and nasty comments and things like that, and it's not going to stop that. I don't know. I think there needs to be be like a... I, I think there could be a more impactful way of sort of policing social media yeah. and, and uh, I don't know. It's like, for example, YouTube, it has a like and a dislike. Yeah. And that has created this culture on YouTube whereby people in their heads think, I have two options. I either like this a lot mm. or I dislike this a lot. And that's why you get a lot of trolling on YouTube. Yeah. They're, they're, those are the facts. Because people, it's been ingrained in their minds I can really dislike this if mm. I want to. So for me, that's the social media platform that needs to really deal with the way they, they think about likes and dislikes. Um, Instagram, I think, is different. I think likes on Instagram is just a little... It's like a gentle... For me, I use it as a, a gentle kind of... I'm here to yeah. my friends of like, yeah. I support you. I love that. Yeah, I, d- I don't do it. I don't favor... Uh, there's no favoritism there. So. Maybe it will encourage people to to comment more and stuff but I don't know I feel like the bigger that social media's got rightly so a lot of us have just become more lazy and people just post emojis and stuff now and it's almost like we are more connected than ever but very disconnected at the same time we don't often leave sort of thoughtful comments or even have time to read captions and things anymore so I don't know I just worry that it will become less and less personal and then if it sort of goes either way where people are more are feeling more encouraged to comment, yeah. well, isn't that um, a beast in itself for, for mental health? Well, yeah, because, because um, people will just be looking at the, the yeah, amount of comments exactly. that they've got. Really. So, yeah. This is the thing. Like, I, I definitely don't think it's a massive deal that they're taking it away. It's what's going to kind of be the knock-on effect of it yeah. that I'm worried about. I don't know. I just think it'll be interesting to see to see what happens. I'd be interested to see what results they've got from um, the trials, actually, so far. We're both, as we said before, like we're both small business owners, um, and we both do rely on Instagram. Um, I think we have to be honest and say, uh, you know, a large portion of our income it comes from Instagram. From Instagram, from, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that removing lights will affect the landscape of um, basically how how we will earn money? I mean, as I said at first, I, I did kind of panic because I thought, oh, that's sort of what brands and PR agencies that are sort of scouting for um, somebody to partner with, that's what they see on a surface level if they're looking at your account, but maybe it will just mean that brands that I think needs to happen anyway will just get a bit more clued up and start asking for more stats um, and things like that. But then I've also read some stuff that said that it could encourage people to start doctoring the amount of likes they're getting or lying about statistics, and I just think at least that's one thing that you can see. They you can it's see it from an out. Yeah, it's transparent, but I don't know. I mean, but people already do that with their followers. Yeah, and people actually, people already do that with their likes and comments. Yeah. People are part of these like little circles of things, aren't they? Where Comment they all say, yeah. Um, so I think there's always a way of yeah foiling the system and I think you're always going to get those yeah. that particular type of person who do that it's sad I mean maybe it'll have a beneficial effect for me because I, I think because I've had my Instagram for well since the week it came out I think I think I'm at the point now where I probably have got a lot of inactive followers or people that have maybe followed me when I was younger but haven't grown up with me or they've dropped off a bit lost yeah. interest which is absolutely fair enough but I think you know, I definitely don't get as much likes and stuff on no. my images as I used to. And I don't know if that's as a result of the algorithm or just the fact that people have lost interest a bit. But my engagement, well, my impressions and things like that are always way more impressive yeah. than my likes. So maybe from a business point of view, it'll actually be helpful for me to be able to put those forward first rather than saying, oh, this got, you know, 10 Com- likes. Or, do you know what I mean? It's just... No, I agree with that because I think um, the way, I don't know if this is correct, but from my side of 
observing things is the way the algorithm works is so you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't like it's luck of the draw you can either have you know a really good week with engagement mm. or a really bad week and it's out of your control and so there is a almost pressure with when you're doing a collaboration on Instagram where you know a brand is seeing an engage some engagement you've had on maybe a good week and then when you post for them it gets really bad engagement and it's quite embarrassing and you almost feel like you've got to justify it but it is out of our hands Mm. so I guess if they stop concentrating on the likes then fundamentally maybe that should make us feel better as well because it's it's a weird like you said they're looking at the bigger picture it's a weird one isn't it because I feel as though it's it is a platform now that's used it's associated more with like business and influencers and rather than personal accounts and I feel like from a personal point of view I would definitely agree that you know taking a likes away is a good thing but then from a business point of view I don't know like maybe there just needs to be two separate apps one for one for there is something that does that isn't there as well yeah like I feel like maybe like Pinterest or something who has yeah I might be completely wrong there but I'm so sure of it that I mean I have thought for a long time that something something's got to give with Instagram a bit I don't know I I, as like a creator using the platform I can just find it a bit exhausting sometimes yeah you know you've taught you're told repeatedly oh don't care about the likes you know just put out what you want to put out into the world and stuff but then you're also told you know, it's ingrained in you to care so much about the statistics and stuff of what you do because you need to feed that back to brands if you're going to make a living off it as well. So just from that kind of black and white point of view, you do need to care about the statistics and stuff, but it's like you hate yourself for caring, but you've got to. Yeah, and then you also, and then it it is, it's a real, it's a real tug of war as well because then you're almost made to feel like as an influencer, Mm. hate that word, um, that you're a pro- you're you're a part of the problem. Mm. You're a catalyst to this problem, um, but then at the same time, we're made to feel like likes are important as well. Like you just said, mm. um, I really wanted to talk about the subjects because for me, I feel like influencers, bloggers, etc. That whole bubble. A lot of people do view that career path with a bit of an eye roll, and you know think it's you know super superficial and blah blah blah. And I'm not going to get all woe is me on this, but I think. That's why I think we need to talk about, well, what actually, this is what likes, getting rid of likes means, would mean for us as Mm. a small business. Forget the influencer side of things, but see us as a small business. Because if there was something that hindered, you know, uh, small shops within the UK, then you'd probably, people would sympathise more. But Mm. for some reason, saying that you're removing likes just make people go, oh, well, god like first world problem get a real job yeah yeah Welcome and to it's the like real world. actually well that's 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 our that's our value yeah and i mean it's i think a lot of people i mean there's definitely there'll be people out there that will give it a bad name that yeah you know do take advantage of it and stuff but i don't know i mean each to their own and there's lots of different careers out there that that people kind of say oh it's not hard graft or you know and I don't know I just think there's so many different elements to what we do Instagram is just one very like small side of it yeah um yeah and that is a point to raise as well there are you know not say not vilifying these girls at all but there are girls out there who've made just a career off Instagram Mm -hmm. and it's all about it is all about the likes and it is all about validation and it's you know maybe makes um people follow them feel inadequate because Mm. it's all about like a flashy lifestyle but then there are other there is another side of influencing where you know you're trying to be as creative as possible you you know you've got your blog you've got podcast um, you've got a vlog whatever it may be you know you're trying to create other aspects to your business and it's it's just a shame that the Instagram side of things is then a worry to you because you are trying your best to do more yeah Lack of public likes could mean um, that there's more focus on the number of comments, like we mentioned before. Do you think comments quantity, that was a mouthful, is going to become just the new way of public validation? That's what I mean. Yeah. So I just think, what are we? What what are they going to do in the end? Just make it so it's just a site where you post pictures and and nothing happens. We need to remember that it is a social media app. Yeah, and the idea is to be to be social. I don't know. Maybe I'm really angry about this. Maybe it will. Yeah, maybe it will encourage more people to comment. Maybe it won't because I don't know. 
I don't know though, it's so weird because for me, um, I, you know, I've got all my friends on my Instagram mm. and I know this sounds odd, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I always like their posts because... It's just like a nice little way of like, yeah. See, yeah, they pop up and I like seeing them there. And there's just something where I think taking that that visual away mm. um, will th- just discourage people from engaging altogether. Mm. Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? I guess maybe there'll be more focus on things like Instagram stories because I, I, I do feel like I can be more engaging on Instagram stories. Whereas sometimes now, yeah. like my Instagram grid is almost just like my mood board type yeah. thing, and I just think I don't know because because I write I, I enjoy writing on my blog. Sometimes when I go to write Instagram captions, I find it a bit like oh, I've got nothing to say here because yeah. I've said it on my blog. So I don't know. Maybe it will just take a bit of the pressure off, and yeah. it will just be a place to be a bit more creative, and it'll just almost be like your shop front a bit. Um, yeah, and you're totally right. Actually, most of the conversations that um, get started between me and people who follow me, or even my friends, are via stories. Yeah. Um, and though it's actually quite lovely to go through messages you get off certain stories and actually like I did one yesterday because uh, I was painting my bedroom mm-hmm. and then you get into a conversation with you know all all manner of ladies and guys yeah, about yeah. you know different paints vintage shopping blah 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 whatever it may be but where I live yeah yeah uh, met a lot of fellow Stockfordians yeah it's and more it's just nice. it's more of an instant they get that more instant connection with you I guess <laughs> The only thing I do worry about that, though, is is that it's going to start becoming a bit like a YouTube slash reality TV type platform thing where everything has to be video content and there's yeah. no space for kind of images and writing anymore. And that imagery and writing element of blogging is why I started and why I love it because yeah. I'm not really a presenter. I just don't like being that sort of presenter type version of myself. I hate speaking to the camera. I love doing this podcast because it, it enables me to sort of speak freely without that pressure of my being face. animated yeah, and like to be yeah. in it and stuff but I agree with you it does scare me a little bit that there's going to be no space for sort of just because they know. are trying to push IGTV aren't they yeah um, so that's another yeah. side of things they are trying to go into that um whole YouTube mm-hmm. avenue um which is great and it's great that there are so many different mediums now on Instagram that you can use to create content um but we shouldn't maybe discard where it all came from. Because the other thing as well is, is a good point to, to raise. If it does encourage more comments than likes, are they just going to be fluff comments, which are like, great pick, because no one can be asked writing anything else. Or emojis, like I said. I mean, a lot of them now are. I'm, I'm yeah. guilty of just putting a love heart or something. Yeah. But again, though, it's just the, the the lives we live now. We don't, we don't have a lot of time to sort of sit and engage with content and... Um, that's why the easiest way for me to sort of connect with someone is to read a blog post or, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, feedback so far has obviously been um, very mixed. Apparently a lot of yeah. people feel as though Instagram is becoming a, less of a fun place. Um, I feel that. And feel a bit manipulated by the constant changes that the app is putting into place. Uh, what's one of the biggest changes you'd like to see personally, if you could have any instagram wish or if you could be at their hq for a day what would you put into <laughs> put into action um just go back to chronological order i'm just give yourself one point million followers. um, um yeah, can you just uh, slide a few followers <laughs> over my way um no just go back to chronological because i feel like maybe i wouldn't do as much now because i'm a bit more busy but i used to go on when i get in from work and i'd keep scrolling and i'd look at all of those beautiful pictures on my feed and then i'd reach a point where i'd go right now it's time to stop yeah now it just feels like it's a never-ending stream Mm. of um posts and you're like you know you're at the tip of the iceberg and then also i'll get posts which i saw a few days ago yeah, I get that and I'm just well, yeah. like right well you know lovely but I've already seen it and I also I had to unfollow a load of brands that I really like as well not because I don't want to see them but I just think I'd rather just look online now at them but because all I was getting was the brands and not any people and it just started to become like a shopping yeah. app and I was just like no I actually just want to see what my friends are wearing or what my friends are doing and I was just literally getting all the brands. Do you think, you know, because there's the closest friends bit where you can just mm. have your store, do you think there should be something where you can compile your closest friends into almost like a tab? Into a feed. 
Yeah. yeah, I think so. That would be good. But then obviously that could be detrimental because yeah. then everyone could just end up. Oh, there's it's, it is a it's a minefield. What would you? Um, I think the chronicle, the chronological order thing would be good because I think people would follow less people. And it, well, it'd be quantity over quality. Yeah. No, quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, because for me, I'd want to reach the end of that feed. So I'd be thinking, right, who are the people that I really want to follow, that I really gain something positive from, um, that I can scroll through. Um, and I think I'd be less inclined just to follow every Tom, Dick and Harry yeah. that was on there. Just for the sake of feeling like I need to sort of thing. Yeah. But then I don't know. I don't know. I think... It, I, I sort of think whatever happens, some people are not going to be happy with it anyway, aren't they? Yeah. So. It is a, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? And also, to be fair, um, we're saying that hiding likes would be to a detriment to small businesses. But um, there are a couple of, like, small, uh, say, vintage uh, brands that I followed, like, way back in the day that I forgot even existed mm. because they just don't come up on my feed anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're saying that likes are going to affect more businesses, but maybe the algorithms have already done that anyway. Let's let's be honest, not to, to be a bit depressing. Just the general growth of it, though. I mean, yeah, it's got bigger and bigger, and rightly so, because people enjoy using it, but that's always going to mean that people are going to die out eventually, you know, like people's profiles and stuff. Um unless they do create something where you have to pay for it and then people will stop using it and only the people, there'll be less people on it. But I don't know, we'll see. This is a really intense subject, isn't it? Very intense. So ultimately, we need to remember that our private companies are on a very public platform, which we kind of already discussed. Like we're acutely aware that we're, you know, creating a business from someone else's platform, basically. Um, where do you see the future of influencer culture heading? And do you feel as though it's more important than ever to have your eggs outside of just one <clears> basket? I'm, one lovely Easter basket. I'm planting my Easter eggs wherever, <laughs> yeah, wherever, wherever can, they may lay. Wherever I can plant them. Um, just throwing them about town. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good wake-up call. Um I think it's definitely easy to get complacent with yep. social media and you know there's been videos of like uh, influencers breaking down and crying and no there's not yeah there's been a few oh um and i yeah. just i just <laughs> <laughs> lots of sympathy from sophia rosemary no, um, no that's not a fault i'm sure one of them Sorry. was you actually <laughs> yeah like uh where did you see that <laughs> I, I just think um yeah it's important to sort of I don't know, it's one of those things that you, I, I definitely think you need to have something that's your own that you can f- focus on, whether that's something separately that you do outside of Instagram or um, whether you have YouTube, whether you um, have a, a, a blog or a, jewel, a small jewellery business on the side of it, you know, something like that. A podcast, um, I definitely don't think focusing on Instagram can be your sole career. It's just not. It's not um it's not stable enough. Um, no, and I know no jobs are really stable to an extent, but Instagram is just definitely not and I've just I've learnt that from the few years that I've been doing it, how much it can actually change. It's precarious. From, from isn't year it? to year, from month to month. Um so I think it's definitely made me want to sort of wise up a little bit. Um and it's definitely made me um ask myself more questions in terms of what I want to do in the future, where I see sort of the future of my blog going. Um, I mean, I just know one thing that I'd love to do is write. So I'd love to sort of write, have like a monthly thing where I write articles for a magazine or something like that, whether it's an online publication or like a physical one. Um, And I'd love to at some point have my own vintage business, whether that's like a small online thing or... Me too. But yeah, just just other things like that, I think... Um, but I think it's also important to remember that you get so many transferable skills from the thing. Like, if you have an Instagram account that's doing well, that's either because you've got great style, you've got an amazing personality, you're, you're an great incredible at taking business pictures, woman. yeah, you're an incredible businesswoman. So all of those things, whatever it is that you have, you can take and apply that to something else. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think um, it's for me, Instagram is one of those things where it's like, as long as the ride may last, like I'm just on this wave and when let's see where it <laughs> let's goes. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's sort of the attitude that you have to have, otherwise you will go insane. Yeah. So do you, in a way, it, do you feel like it's kind of made 
us all book up our ideas maybe a little bit. For me, it's made me think... I mean, it's not even happened yet, we're talking I like... I know, we're talking like it's the end of the world, it's not. Um, It'll come out now, yeah, we're not, we're not going to get rid of lights. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, just scratch everything we said. Um, hypothetical. But it's good to talk about, because I think whatever it is, you know, first they change the algorithm, they're changing it all the time, there's going to be things that change in the next, like... Well, it's a talking point for a lot of different subjects, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, for me, it does make me think, right, let's just go back to basics here. Why did you start a blog? Or why did you um, feel the need to create uh, the platform on Instagram that is now your business? Or whatever it may be. And I think as long as you're doing what you're... I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but what you're enjoying. Mm. Um, the likes thing. No one, no one says, when I grow up, I want to just get loads of likes. Yeah. That's not a thing. There's something else. There's something else to it. So I think you've just got to, it's like you said, you've just got to keep going um, and just, you, I guess, use the Instagram platform you may have to its advantage. Mm. Um, I think I've seen a lot, of, a lot of things where people have said that, you know, kids in school now that are all watching YouTube and following influencers and stuff online have said when you, when they want to grow up, they want to be an influencer or a YouTuber yeah. and that people are worried about 75% that. 75% or But something. I also think that that's a bit... It's a it's a little bit. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it's something that you need to be worried by when I when I think about that because if my daughter or son turned around and said to me, "Oh, I want to be a blogger like you were, or I want to be a YouTuber," I'd be like, "Okay, great, lovely." Like, w- what angle are you going to come at it from? But, yeah, I think I it's mean, everything that comes. I think because it is. I think it's something like seventy five percent of school children want to be vloggers want now. To be vloggers, yeah. um, just let let's just be honest that is a big chunk of vloggers out there it's so much so that um i think think hairdressers have gone down um the amount of people want to be actors so all those other jobs that when we were younger we'd have seen a creative and vocational have actually dropped in people wanting to actually take up those and i think the thing with that is that most people in our sort of generation that are doing it if you speak to a lot of them the kind of overriding thing is that everybody sort of fell into it by accident. Yeah, it it's not thing. like we set out to do it. It's just, oh, this is where I've kind of slotted in and it's accidentally, you know, I, I downloaded Instagram one day and then, what do you know, the next year I've got a blog and it's a business. But it's not something that we've sort of You've set out to, to do. I don't know, some people yeah. do and that's amazing, but I don't know. But then I also don't want to advocate this culture where people don't take it seriously as a job because it is a job and it's a business um but and you've I think got to have a thick skin you've got to have, yeah, yeah. and i guess that's the other argument to you know all of these school children wanting to be vloggers yeah. is that there is a glamorous side to these jobs that you that, that then, you see yeah, yeah, it's yeah. front facing and it looks suit it looks easy it looks easy and it looks fun and you the, don't see the people no. crying or being depressed or or worrying people, about how many people likes have been trolled or you know yeah. whatever it may be you've got to have a thick skin and mm. yeah so I guess but it's the same way as we look at celebrities and think oh it must be so easy to be an actor or it's so easy to be a Victoria's Secret model or it's so easy to be a famous footballer do you know what I mean we look at things and we don't see yeah, the negative aspects get the, because get the media lot, don't they? does just show us the glossy side of things so I think it's more about having that conversation that awareness that it's not so much more than so yeah. Much more, yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I can't, in my head, I can't see a straight line of how I think the influencing culture will go. Mm. Um, it's like you, it's like you were kind of saying, I just think it's about riding a wave and seeing where it goes. Yeah. Saying let's not take it too seriously is counterproductive because it is how we earn our income, so it's yeah. hard to yeah. not take it seriously. Um, but it is a beast that we have no control over. Yeah. Um, so we'll wait and see. Yeah. Anyway, to finish, um, there's been a lot of articles that have been popping up titled along the lines of how will fashion slash influencer culture cope without likes? Um, it's clear that we live in a world where creative careers aren't championed or respected enough. There's still a lot of ignorance surrounding the hard work that goes into crafting a freelance lifestyle. As much as Instagram has created a new generation of job roles, do you think it has the power to take them away, or are you hopeful that creatives will always find a new way to be heard? I think there's definitely certainly a certain type of influencer that might um, be at risk. Mm. 
by taking away lights and changing the landscape. Mm. Um, and there's nothing wrong, like I said before, there's nothing wrong with just using an Instagram and just being an influencer on Instagram. I was listening to the... Um sorry to cut you off I was listening to the you just reminded me of something the Hilo and they said something that one somebody had told one of them that there's a certain type of person that if you lock them in a room for a couple of months six months that they'll come out and they they wouldn't know what what they like to wear or eat or do and I think that's very applicable to sort of the the trends that we see now on Instagram oh yeah and it's a lot of sort of people churning out the same sort of things or um I don't know, I think there's, there's, there's a severe lack of sort of creativity. individuality and creativity yeah. um, that we're seeing. And that's not me bashing people in or any way. Or saying that, you know, when, when or that not I'm this like, yeah, massive creative person. But I, I do think that um, we're sort of victim to the trends and stuff because it's what does so well much, and it's what people you? seem to, yeah. And you sort of subconsciously um, think that you should take a pictures, pictures a certain way or that you need to dress a certain way. Um, I've definitely been guilty of buying things and then being like, why have I bought, do I even why like have I bought this? this? Yeah, yeah. Do, I like, do I like this? No, and I think it's only when I really take a step back from social media and, you know, start looking at my wardrobe again and trying not to think about what everybody else is doing that I think, no, this is what I like to wear and I do yeah. like this. And But yeah, it's definitely easy to get... Um, Swept up in it all. Sucked into it. And completely, I think... You know, there's nothing wrong with if you're not a creative person. Like, that's a big part of our jobs is that, you know, people who don't feel confident with their style or don't feel like they know enough about mm. fashion or style, you know, we're there to really, um, well, influence and inspire yeah, others. Yeah. That is our jo- our job. But, yeah, it, it, I think Instagram does make it hard because you just see these cookie-cutter accounts now. Yeah. Even when I, you know, I, I went paint shopping on uh, Saturday... And the lady was saying, I said to something like, oh God, sorry, I've been such a nightmare being really indecisive. And she was, she was like, no, do you know what? It's nice to just have someone come in and not buy grey paint. Mm. And it's like, it made me laugh because it's that whole, is it Mrs. Hinch kind of <laughs> culture, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Of like, And I had it, when I was going house hunting, all the houses I saw, they were all grey, yeah. grey laminate, grey walls. It, and you know, the grey velvet it, furniture. Yeah. Uh, live, laugh, love on the wall. Um, no offence, but... And, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and which is fine if that's your bag, but I think it is that whole thing of, I think a lot of pe- people are, maybe brainwashed isn't the right word, but yeah, we're losing sight of who we really are. Mm, yeah. It's true. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I, I, I do sort of, to kind of wrap up, I, I kind of hope that whatever the changes that are implemented by Instagram... Um, there'll be a positive spin on it or a way for us to yeah, sort of... Yeah, we can't be too downtrodden yeah. on it, I think we? something needs to happen at some point anyway. I think uh, something's sort of been in the water for a long time, so there's definitely something that's like... It's got to the point now where even I'm just like, oh, it's exhausting trying to second-guess the algorithm and what people want to see, and I just really want to just post what I want to post and not yeah. be second-guessing it as sort of like a... And maybe, you know what, I'd like to not be shoved into the same category as like... Love Island type people or whatever like there's different we need to remember there are and sort of respect there are different types of influencers 100% different yeah different types so many different types and I do feel like we are all sort of quick to be tarnished with the same brush it's just that element of ignorance that comes back into it though isn't it whereas it's such a new career and there's not enough understanding about what actually goes on behind the scenes yet um, and it's all the work that's it's easy to look at someone with an Instagram account and think oh they're they're absolutely like killing it they're buying designer handbags and they're in the Maldives all the time but half the time there's been a lot of work that's gone on before they've reached that point whether that person's got a degree or they've done so many like unpaid internships or like different retail jobs or you know there's there's a lot that kind of goes into yeah they're blogging alongside of a full-time job Mm. which I I was guilty of that until not very long ago like that you just don't know Um, but then equally there's the people that do just fall into it and they haven't really worked to be where they are it's just kind of happened by not accident that anything wrong with but that. i just yeah i, d- I don't but think we need to be angry at those people either no. it's more just about having space for everyone to exist well they've got big for a reason Equally. haven't they yeah and, that, and that's that's the that's the tail end of it isn't it exactly really? yeah there's something about them that's interesting or you know people, yeah people are captivated by yeah I'd and, be and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with being like 
an it girl or do you know what I mean I don't I don't see the issue with that no um I'd be really interested to see um what people think who are you know in a similar industries to me and Alice or a small business and mm. then I'd be really interested to know what you guys who just use Instagram as your own personal yeah uh you know pastime think of this mm. um because I do think it's a discussion that we could back and forth with all day, really. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it might take away a bit of the sort of public shame of having a picture flop. And I say flop, you know, like when you put a picture up and it won't get half as yeah, many. Yeah, like, hello. So, you know, from that point of view, maybe it'll be a good thing. But then, like you say, it'll just be <laughs> something else, like the comments. Or, yeah. But, I mean, we are at the mercy of the changes that this platform we're going to make at the end of the day aren't we so Let's we've just got to roll with it <laughs> anyway i'm Oof. exhausted and don't want to go on instagram for a few days now. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i'm scared i'm only going to go on pep's instagram because it's so sweet and light yeah. and innocent oh. and it's just pictures of golden retrievers <laughs> anyway um we'd love to hear what you think on this topic anyway so drop us a message yeah, please or do. a comment uh whether you liked this episode and We'll be with you for an up- another episode soon. It'll probably be our last episode of the series, oh, will it? This Maybe. is our penultimate episode, yeah. possibly. <laughs> possibly. We haven't decided yet. We were thinking of capping Rolling it. Rolling with the punches. <laughs> a behind-the-scenes uh, insight for you here. But we would think of ca- capping it at maybe eight and then thinking about series two. But, um, yeah, we'd love to hear what you would like to hear from us next. Um, and thank you for listening, as always. Bye. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.